The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome, everyone. Welcome to the show, and welcome to Epilepsy Awareness Month. So, I know that you know that as a woman living with epilepsy, this month is very important to me every single year. And what a great way to kick it off this month, because we're starting with a great leader a great leader in the national epilepsy movement with great passion and great integrity and a great singing voice. <laughs> you ready to sing over there? He is a longtime advocate and friend of mine. He is the CEO of the National Epilepsy Foundation. He is my friend. I love him. Phil Gatone, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce. Thanks for having me on today. I appreciate that. I'm not going to make you sing. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But just so everyone knows, he has a great voice, but we won't make him sing today. Actually, Phil, just for people throughout the country uh, that do not know you, would you mind telling them how you and your wife, who, by the way, I call her the First Lady, Jill, became involved in the world of epilepsy? Sure, and thank you for having me on your show, Joyce, and thank you for the leadership you show every day in our communities across the country and around the world. It's a privilege to be with you, and I can tell you that Jill and I were, as many families are, introduced to the world of epilepsy with the raw reality of experiencing uh, a seizure in our family, and uh, for us, it was our son Philip. Uh, we really didn't understand what epilepsy was, and we found Philip having a seizure in his bedroom. I didn't really know what was happening at the time, so we were introduced, you know, very rudely to this whole this whole world of of epilepsy. And uh, Philip went on to have a seizure that night. Um, that when we found him uh, in his bedroom, the paramedics came and uh, had a difficult time uh, trying to uh, stop the seizure, and the seizure actually lasted uh, more than an hour from the time we found him, and and they actually stopped the seizure in the emergency room, Uh, but typically a seizure will last less than five minutes. And so uh, we went down the road of trying to find answers, and Philip, our son, went down the road of just being very brave. So that, that's really how we came into the world of epilepsy, and we began to volunteer for the cause, and, and we got involved uh, in Chicago, where we were living at the time, and, and we became involved with the cause uh, that way in the, in the uh, early 90s. You know, first of all, what a miracle, because just so you all know, a seizure one hour, oh, my goodness. I mean, that, that really could have been a tragedy. 
It really could have been. I mean, I don't know how. Uh, you know, we were just the grace of God. We were able to, you know, find him alive in his in his bedroom, still having a seizure, um, you know, and and uh, addressed it that way. But many many families experience um, very challenging uh, diagnoses and treatments, and and those kinds of journeys are very individualized. So uh, for us, that was what happened, and for many. Uh, oftentimes the first seizure can can actually last longer than a, a typical seizure would. Uh, not sure why, but that seems to be the case, that sometimes a first seizure uh, can last quite a long time. Yeah. Well, and a first seizure can also cause many problems, correct? Oh, it really can. <laughs> it absolutely can. And not being a medical doctor, you know, I've, I've uh, really had great respect for Philip's physicians and nurses who have taken care of him over the years and the information that they've been able to share with me uh, now serving in this role with the foundation, but also as a parent and to families you know, that they serve, it's so valuable to, to understand why, um, why it's so important to find control of seizures. You know, seizures are serious and we need to address that. And um, so we were, we were thankful that, that the foundation helped us uh, to find good care for Philip. Well, thank goodness, because tell everyone what he's doing today. <laughs> well, Philip uh, underwent um, uh, several different treatments for his seizures, and today he, is, um, he has come through two brain surgeries. He's had thousands of seizures in his life. He's had uh, an aide in the classroom, one-on-one aide, all the way through eighth grade. Uh, but he went to high school on a typical curriculum uh, after his seizures began to become more well-controlled over the years. And... He ended up going to college and graduating with a degree in computer engineering, and he's now uh, living in uh, Arlington, Virginia. He's working uh, in the computer industry, uh, was hired by a defense contractor north of Grumman, which was an amazing employer uh, for him, and uh, now he is um, in the computer industry, and he's married, living independently, driving, and doing all the things that a 27-year-old uh, wants to do, but we and we know how how fortunate he is and how fortunate we are as a family. Yes, and he is a wonderful person, and wow, I mean, he's just awesome. So, mm-hmm. Phil, you know, when that happened to you, I'll bet you were totally shocked and frightened. So, for people listening to the show, what advice do you have them for parents? that just found out their child has been diagnosed with epilepsy? Because, you know, it's scary. You know, Joyce, it is scary, and I want people to know, I want parents to know um, that it's okay to feel that feeling of, of being afraid. Those are legitimate feelings, being concerned or afraid or worried. You know, those are legitimate emotions, and it's what we do with that fear, it's what we do with that concern, and how we address those um, those needs that our child has, that's really the issue. And, and I think it takes a lot of courage for parents who just find out that their child has epilepsy to take on the task of trying to figure out what to do next. And I think that it's really important that first and foremost that people are okay, it's a, that they understand it's okay to be afraid. But then they also need to know that they're not alone. There are individuals who have experience to help them. We have a helpline, uh, an answer line that's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week with professionals who are experts in helping 
all of us get the answers we need, and they can connect us to the resources we need right in our local communities. And that's really important when you really are concerned and afraid and need answers. It's good to know that there's a place you can call and go to to get the answers that you need. Right. And they would do that how? Well, they can call um, 800-332-1000, and that gets them to the Epilepsy Foundation and will connect them to the 24-7 helpline, uh, 800-332-1000, or they can go to epilepsy.com and they can connect with us that way, both on our chat and our, um, you know, and our connectivity uh, online and social media as well. And I would suggest you do that because, listen, you will get such help. You really will. So don't hesitate. Um, I know people that have, and it does not help. You know, you don't need to be embarrassed. You don't need to be ashamed. If you really want to help your child, you've got to make that call. And, Phil, probably you would suggest they call a neurologist, right? Well, without question, we can refer them to uh, all of the neurologists in their area. Sometimes it's hard to know, you know, where where to find a neurologist. Our local affiliates have relationships and, and information about all of the epilepsy centers, neurology offices in communities across the United States, and we can connect them to that uh, to those resources so they can make so families can make um, good decisions for themselves and and their loved ones. So absolutely, you you know, you don't want to wait to get the best care possible. Uh, it really means, uh, it can mean the difference between seizures and no seizures uh, just by making sure you get to uh, the right resource. And the Epilepsy Foundation is really blessed with relationships with all of the very best epilepsy specialists around the United States and, and around the world. So I would encourage people to call 800-332-1000 and we'll be able to connect them right away with those resources. Right, and I want to remind everyone that I did not go to a neurologist. I went to a family doctor, and my epilepsy was misdiagnosed and almost cost me my life. I really suggest you listen to Phil and do that. It will make all the difference. But right now, we're going to get ready to go to break. Hey, if you just tuned in, this is the beginning celebration in November of National Epilepsy Awareness Month. You all know this is personal to me. I'm a woman living with epilepsy. And by the way, I thank you so much from the support of everyone in every disability group for really coming through. And by the way, special shout-out to Yoshiko. Yoshiko Dart. You're a friend and a supporter, and I love you. We are going to go to break, but we'll be right back. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't you go away. We'll be right back with Phil Gatone. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. 
At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom, and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey everyone, welcome back. We're celebrating National Epilepsy Awareness Month and we have as our guest today the CEO of the National Epilepsy Foundation, Phil Gatone. And Phil, I want to congratulate you because I'm going to tell everyone, okay, you know, there were so many groups that were all trying to do work in the area of epilepsy. Of course, the foundation was the largest, but never as the past one of the past chairs did I think that someone would be able to come in, like Phil should be an ambassador to the United Nations, and be able to bring these groups together. Um, and he did shepherd the merger of the Epilepsy Foundation and the Epilepsy Therapy Project, which is unbelievable. Um, and I thought maybe you could take a few minutes to talk about that. Well, sure. You know, uh, Brian Smith, who was our board chair at the time at the Epilepsy Foundation, and Warren Lammert, who was the chair of the board of the Epilepsy Therapy Project, both shared a vision that we could do more together. You know, coming together is so important, and we could do more together than we could separately. And as fathers, Warren and I, as CEO, you know, we decided that we could, in an operational way, we could make a bigger difference by leveraging our resources. Why, why would we want to build out two competing nationwide organizations, two websites, all with the same information about epilepsy, two different operational structures doing the same thing, when if we came together, we could leverage those resources and make a bigger impact for people with epilepsy. So Brian and Warren... And our board and the Epilepsy Therapy Project board decided to merge. And it's very unusual, Joyce, because most of the time 
the way mergers happen is you have a strong organization and a weak organization. And the strong organization comes in and scoops up the weak organization and they merge and, and they kind of get rid of whatever they don't want in the small, weak organization. Well, this is an unusual case because we had two robust epilepsy organizations that decided to come together uh, not only because it made good business sense, but it made sense for our mission. And, to, and it made sense if we are going to really make an impact and help more people. That's why we came together. And that has really caught on in our community. And now we have formed the Epilepsy Foundation SUDEP Institute, which includes members of all of the epilepsy organizations, the CDC, NIH, uh, all groups that are interested in helping stop uh, and prevent death in epilepsy, they're all coming together now uh, as members of the SUDEP Institute. And we've also done the same thing with what we're calling the Rare Epilepsy Network. And there are so many rare epilepsies that um, affect people in a significant way. Uh, Dravet syndrome is, is one syndrome in epilepsy that affects uh, little ones, you know, babies. When they, you know, you have infantile spasms, you have seizures, right when the brain is, is at a point where it needs to develop. Well, the Dravet uh, groups and the, um, uh, the Lennox-Gastaut syndrome foundation and other groups have come together with the epilepsy foundation to form the rare epilepsy network. And that's just, I, I think it's a testament to the leadership in our epilepsy community. These are people who are, who are parents. They're individuals living with epilepsy or they have epilepsy in their families. We're a family led organization. The epilepsy foundation is led by people who have been impacted by epilepsy. And that's the case in our community. And I think that's really the secret and why our community is coming together the way it is. Yeah, and what are some of the things, Phil, that the therapy project does? Well, the Epilepsy Therapy Project has done amazing work for more than a decade in bringing new therapies to market uh, in a time frame that really matters for families. You know, while we work very hard to fund basic science and get to the cause of epilepsy and find a broader cure, uh, the Epilepsy Therapy Project made it its mission to focus on therapies that can make a difference for families in a time frame that matters today for them. And not only that, so they funded millions of dollars in, ther- in, in new therapy projects, and four of those new therapy investments have crossed the finish line just this last year. And um, that's a very exciting thing to see actually how the investment in research and new therapies can actually translate into improved lives uh, in a time frame that actually matters to families. And that's a big deal. When you have a child who's suffering from seizures and really working through the, and being courageous to get through it, it's so encouraging to know that there's a hope out there that maybe something might actually be able to help um, today and in the near term rather than 40, 50, 60 years from now. They also have the best website in the world for epilepsy called epilepsy.com. And when we merged, we decided that it would be best to keep epilepsy.com as our, as our website because it was such a strong brand and strong presence. And I'm telling you something, Joyce, it is amazing what's happened um, through that and our social media uh, under the leadership of, of Ken Lowenberg on our communications team, we've been able to surpass now 70,000 likes on our Facebook page. When we started just less than a, uh, two years ago, we had less than 15,000 people paying attention to our Facebook page. We're going to be 
you know, over 100,000 uh, certainly in the next several months. And this is all due to the leveraging of our resources and coming together as a new, stronger, merged organization. Yes. I mean, wow. That Facebook and, and Warren, is he not an awesome person? <laughs> he's a tremendous, not only a tremendous leader, but he's a visionary. He, he actually, his heart is so strong and passionate about finding solutions for families that he, uh, you know, he is an example for, for all of us uh, to follow. I mean, he has really driven this, this entire cause forward in a way that very, very few people have. I put him in the category of, you know, that top tier of individuals. I think about Tony Coelho. I think about Oren Davinsky. I think about Warren and that, and that top tier group of people who have been doing this for a long time and have really moved that whole needle forward. Yeah. And, of course, with a child with epilepsy, the passion is unbelievable, just as with you. And you mentioned uh, Dravet and Lennox Gasteau. Would you just take a quick moment to explain those to our listeners? Sure. Um, Dravet syndrome um, impacts um, a receptor that we, that we all have. We have something that's complicated um, terminology, but I'll just say it. It's, I think your listeners, I just have to say, you have the smartest listeners, Joyce, in the world. I think they're really well equipped not only to advocate but to address the, the clinical uh, discussions that we come into from time to time. And uh, Dravet syndrome is characterized by uh, an SCN1A receptor. We have an SCN1A receptor from our mom and an SCN1A receptor from our dad when we're born. And in people who have Dravet syndrome, one of the SCN1A receptors doesn't work uh, the way that it's supposed to. And so as a result, um, there's an impact, and part of that impact uh, comes in the form of seizures. But what's so exciting about Dravet syndrome is that this, that SCN1A receptor represents a target that we can look at as uh, researchers are investigating, trying to figure out how to help. They can understand how to either help the good SCN1A receptor um, to help uh, compensate for the one that's not working uh, typically, or they can repair or improve the SCN1A receptor that's been impacted. So there's a great hope right now that we can address that, and the foundation has funded a project and has a partnership with Pfizer and with Intellimedics to address the SCN1A receptor in a way that uh, we will be able to help families find the right treatments that will actually help their epilepsy. So that's a, big, that's a big step forward for us, having a target in that SCN1A receptor. Now, with LGS, Lennox-Gastaut syndrome, that's a syndrome that's uh, really characterized by three uh, symptoms. One is a certain EEG pattern. Now, when you have epilepsy, you get an EEG. It's short for electroencephalogram. And what you do is they put electrodes on your scalp and they... They just um, represent uh, different activity that's going on in specific areas of the brain. Well, people who have Lennox-Gastaut syndrome have a certain type of EEG pattern, um, and you can identify it by looking at it. Experts can look at an EEG pattern and say, that's an EEG pattern that's representative of a certain type of epilepsy. And then also... Um, LGS is characterized by multiple seizure types. So you won't just have one type of epilepsy. You'll have different seizures um, that represent 
Lennox-Gastaut syndrome. And then the third characteristic of LGS is developmental uh, disabilities. So uh, a child who has a diagnosis of Lennox-Gastaut syndrome uh, will have uh, a likelihood of having uh, being at greater risk of having developmental disabilities. So uh, those two conditions are very impactful, and unfortunately they, they impact little ones. You know, when, when we're, our brains are, are growing and doing what they're doing, uh, learning, you know, that you, you hate to have anything interrupt that learning process. And when seizures get in the way, it can really be disruptive and impactful to, the, to a developing brain. So our job as a foundation is to fund research and get answers so that families, when they find out they have a condition like Dravet syndrome or Lennox-Gastaut syndrome, can address it in a way that we can stop the seizures and allow a child to grow up seizure-free and uh, move forward with their life and dare to live their dare to live to their fullest potential. And you know why I had Phil also bring these up. I have met several children with these. Uh, forms of epilepsy, and epilepsy, listen, epilepsy period can be very significant because there are children that, unlike me, have hundreds of seizures a day, hundreds, and it can certainly impact the cognitive skills. Some are unable to speak. You know, it's really significant. Why am I bringing that up? This holiday season, when you're thinking about making a donation, giving back, you think about those children. You think about that. And you take time to make a contribution to the Epilepsy Foundation. And how do you do that, Phil? You can call uh, 800-332-1000. And we'll be happy to uh, help you get set up uh, to make a donation. And you can uh, go to epilepsy.com and just click the donate button. In 10 minutes or less, you can uh, really make a difference in somebody's life. So epilepsy.com, E-P-I-L-E-P-S-Y.com. And, and just so click when on the they big do donate that, button. I'm sorry. When they do that, say, for example, they're in Pittsburgh, can they not designate they'd like a contribution to go to the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA? Of course. Absolutely they can. Uh, Anything that a donor wants to do, they can do, and we'll honor that uh, 100%. But anywhere, you know, in the United States, if you're wanting to make a donation to National, again, how do you do that, Phil? You call 800-332-1000, or you can go online and just go to the website epilepsy.com and click on the donate button. Remember, remember that child. I mean, come on. You can make a donation. I always tell people, I don't care how large. Of course, we would like large, but I care that you do it. So you take time to make that contribution. And right now, we're going to go to break If you have been listening to us or if you just joined, we're talking to the CEO of the National Epilepsy Foundation, Phil Gatone. We are celebrating Epilepsy Awareness Month at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Don't go away with Phil Gatone. News. 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 News.
Can you hear me? Hear me? Your voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show. We are celebrating National Epilepsy Awareness Month. You all know I'm a woman living with epilepsy, so this is very personal to me. And today we have as our guest the CEO of the National Epilepsy Foundation, Phil Gatone. And I think we have, speaking of epilepsy, a very, very important listener on the line. Tony, are you there? I sure am, Joyce. Hey, Tony Quello, <laughs> welcome to the show. Well, no problem. I would not miss an opportunity to sing Phil Gatone's praises, so I'm <laughs> on the show. Thank you, Tony. It's good to talk with you. Same here. Um, Joyce, this, this is a great opportunity to educate people about epilepsy during this month. We've made great progress uh, uh, over the years and are really making fabulous process with Phil, the CEO. We've uh, uh, merged with a critically important group, uh, and we are bringing uh, a lot of the local uh, groups, the affiliates, uh, to a, a higher standard, which is exciting. They're excited. And what's important here is that those of us with uh, epilepsy benefit from this type of uh, leadership. So um, as Phil knows, I've been an advocate of his for a long time, uh, helped uh, engineer him uh, getting the presidency, as Joyce also, uh, you were helpful in that. Uh, but uh, it's made us right. It's, it's proved that our judgment on Phil's abilities so were right 
and we're soaring to new successes. Hopefully we'll have an announcement soon in regards to uh, some uh, further advancement on SUDEP, which would be fabulous. Uh, but there's a lot of great things going on, and I applaud Phil for those. As do I. And I want to mention something, everyone. You know, this year coming up, there are, gee, so many agencies in D.C. to celebrate uh, the 25th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act, inviting the president to different events. And I know we have a walk at the beginning of the year, Phil, and I know already that Tony Quello is involved, but I want to say something about that. You know, Tony, living with epilepsy, is really, when you think about it, the trigger for him being the author of the Americans with Disabilities Act. I want everyone listening to know how much epilepsy played a part in the ADA. Tony was the author of the ADA, and I think that's really important. I mean, I think that's something the National Epilepsy Foundation can be very proud of. And, Tony, isn't that right when you say that's really was the trigger? Absolutely. And uh, while you're saying that, Joyce, I want to thank Sandy Finucane and Liz Savage, who used to be with us, as uh, some of the principal folks, uh, Sandy in particular, principal folks in regards to putting it together and, and uh, making the concessions as we went along in order to get it adopted. So the Epilepsy Foundation, as you say, uh, because uh, I authored it uh, because of my epilepsy, but the foundation itself got right real behind uh, getting, getting it adopted. So it's a very big issue for us. It impacts us because um, the discrimination that I went through, the discrimination that uh, many of us with epilepsy have went through. Uh, now we have a lot of that uh, eliminated or at least an opportunity to challenge some of the discrimination. Well, I agree. We've benefited. This is, Joyce, I just have to say, this is a special moment for me because, Tony, I just want to share with Joyce's listeners that, you know, you have taught me, not only did you give me an opportunity to serve in this role, but you taught me what leadership really is all about, and it's about service to others. And what I've seen you do in the time that I've known you is you have helped so many people through your service. So it's, it's serving others that really uh, translates to strong leadership. And I think that that's an example for me, and I think it's an example for all of us to, to really understand. I know you get the satisfaction of knowing that you've helped so many people, um, but I think that the the general public doesn't really understand the value that you bring to everybody's lives when you serve the way you serve. And I just wanted to say thank you because I've seen it in action, and I know Joyce has seen it in action, and it means a great deal not only to, to me but to my family and to the larger epilepsy community and the disability community at large, so I just wanted to say thank you, both as a as a fellow advocate, but also as a father. I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Phil. Uh, this program's not about me. I appreciate the comments, but uh, want to focus back on 
uh, you in, in epilepsy and the foundation. And, and I meant what I said. Um, uh, we have really moved forward under your leadership. It's exactly what we needed. We struggled a bit with uh, some of the leadership we had. Uh, but, you know, what counts is where we are today, not what we went through. And so uh, it's really exciting to be uh, part uh, of the effort uh, with your leadership. So I appreciate uh, all those comments, but uh, really it's wonderful what you uh, have been doing and what you've accomplished. So thank you. And thank you. Thank you, Tony, for calling in. Thank you, Joyce. All righty. Love him so much, Phil. Oh, he's amazing. You know what, though? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah, that 25th anniversary of the ADA, many people may not realize this, but the spark, the heart of this is from the Epilepsy Foundation. That's right. Yeah, and I can't believe he authored that when he was 15 years old because he's only 40, <laughs> so I don't see how he can really have Me done too. that. That's quite Isn't a feat. that amazing? Wow. <laughs> I think we have another caller on the line. Peggy, are you on? I'm here, Joyce. Hey, Peggy. How oh. are you? I'm good. How are you? How are good. you, Good. Maybe you better start by telling everyone, <laughs> CEO of? Epilepsy Foundation, Western Central Pennsylvania. Sorry, Phil, but I have to say it. Best affiliate in the country. Of course, <laughs> I am headquartered in Pittsburgh, but I just have to make that point. Uh, Peggy, go ahead. Um, well, I just want to say, you know, happy uh, Epilepsy Awareness Month. We're always very excited this time of year. Um, we're always excited to help educate more and more people about epilepsy and the fact that one in 26 Americans are going to develop epilepsy at some time in their life. Um, and I want to echo what everybody else has been saying, Phil, that, you know, we're really happy about what's going on with the national organization um, I'm sorry, I, I did miss the first part of the show. I was running into uh, try to catch it from another meeting, but um, so I apologize if I'm repeating what you folks have already talked about. But have you talked about the Dare to campaign yet? No, not yet. Oh, good, good. So that's we're really excited about that and about um, everything that's going on. You know, we've talked so much over the years about epilepsy needing national spokespeople and about getting more national attention from celebrity types and and you know this year's really exciting you know having um Rick Harrison from the Pawn Stars and doing the public service announcement on A&E television and I hope everybody will watch for that and um and pay attention to that and talk with our friends about that and and everything that the national organization is doing with just, you know, like the Sleepy Man Banjo Boys and Coach Jerry Krill from Minnesota. I mean, it's just a very, very exciting time to have people paying attention to epilepsy, paying attention to all those important facts and um, having your leadership at the national organization and, and seeing things moving forward. It's, it's just a very exciting time for everybody at the affiliate level and across the country to have that momentum going, and, and we're wow. just really happy about it. Thank you so much, Peggy. I, I have to say that um, I share that excitement, and it's, it's your leadership in Pennsylvania is so strong, and I think that when Joyce says <laughs> the best affiliate, I have to say 
you are at the top tier uh, being certified in excellence in operations. Uh, you, you guys, your team is such a special team, both your, your staff and your board, your volunteers, really are representing the very best of our values. And I, and I have to say that uh, your comments about Rick Harrison and, and uh, you know, the celebrity that he's brought and his kind uh, willingness to help us is so appreciated and so valuable for our community. And, and I, I also am so thankful about uh, the past leadership that we've had. We've had some amazing people over the years help us. Um, and I, I'm just so thankful that Rick has, you know, um, taken the baton and is moving things forward the way he is. He's been so gracious. He's uh, doing public service announcements that will be on the uh, A&E network, Joyce. He'll be on History Channel, on Lifetime. You'll start for the first time really ever to see uh, sustained public service announcements for epilepsy and raising awareness of epilepsy and the Foundation's free services uh, to the public. So it's really a wonderful thing. Greg Grumberg has taken that baton and run with it with his talk about it campaigns and he's still to this day so committed we have so many people who care about us and care about this cause and as peggy said it's great to see rick stepping forward in in leadership and peggy i just want to say thank you i you know you have really taken um you know a a role in leadership in pennsylvania for many years and you know to be serving in this leadership role now it's so well deserved, and I, I am so thankful for you. Well, thank and, you. And she but, is the best of the best. And Phil, I know you and Jill liked the Mardi Gras. <laughs> yes, <laughs> loved the Mardi Gras. February seventeenth. <laughs> February seventeenth here in Pittsburgh. Dave Malone, right? Absolutely. Very yeah, excited to be awesome. honoring Dave Malone this year. Uh, 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 awesome. But I, I remember Phil and Jill. Wow. I mean, this is really awesome. And, you know, February 17th in Pittsburgh, be there. I want to say one thing, uh, Peggy. I just want to also uh, say what a fabulous job you're doing. Oh, thank you so much, Joyce. That's very nice. Thank you very And thank much. you for calling in. Well, thank you. We'll you be have a great the day. rest of the show. Thanks. All thank right. You, great. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Now, Phil, you've been involved longer than I have with the foundation. I'm just trying to think. Have we ever had, like Greg Grumberg, his son has epilepsy, uh, Amy from Evanescence, her brother, epilepsy. Um, but isn't this the first time that we have had two people with epilepsy? You know, I'm talking about Phil. Um, Rick Harrison and Jerry yeah. Kill, and certainly from a well-known national celebrity, Pawn Stars, one of the top shows, everyone knows Pawn Stars. I would say this is the first time, like, we've had someone actually living with epilepsy that is so, so well-known. Am I right or am I wrong? No, I think that's exactly right, and, and Coach Kill uh, has been an example to so many people, not just in Minnesota, but around the world, uh, with his example of courage, you know, having seizures on the sidelines of, as a head coach of a football team, uh, and, the, and the challenges that he is uh, overcoming on a daily basis. I know how much he treasures uh, the support of, of his family and his community, 
and I know how highly he thinks of the Epilepsy Foundation and Vicki Kapleen in Minnesota, and, and he has just been so gracious in giving his time uh, to us, and we're so thankful for him and, and his wife, Rebecca. Um, and so, you know, it's leaders like that that are showing the courage uh, that we need to show as a community to say what you've said for years, Joyce, which is that, you know, I am not ashamed. You know, we are not ashamed that, that epilepsy is in our lives in one way, uh, shape, or form, but we are, we are determined we are determined to change uh, the tide and to help people, you know, understand. You know, so many people don't like to disclose that they have epilepsy. And I think sometimes it's hard to explain, you know, because anything the brain can do, it can do in the form of a seizure. It's not just that, that idea that you, when you have a seizure, that you fall to the ground and that you have a stiffening of muscles and then your muscles, um, you know, move back and forth. It's that the brain has some subtleties to it uh, when it comes to seizures that can cause somebody to have a very um, subtle seizure. And it's hard, to, it's hard to describe and hard to explain. And so often, many people don't know what's even happening to them when they have a seizure because they're unaware of what's happening when they're having a seizure. So the Epilepsy Foundation can help people understand how they can talk about their epilepsy to other people. And I think that's going to take... Uh, that's going to take us to a whole new level of understanding on the part of the public. And that's what Coach Kill is doing. That's what Rick Harrison is doing. And it's all part of our Dare To campaign. This campaign is just launched. And if you go to epilepsy.com, you'll see what is your Dare To. You know, when I think of you, Joyce, I think that you dare to, to break down barriers. You know, you dare to be courageous. You dare to talk about it. You know, you dare to advocate for others, and that's what we're talking about with this campaign, that if your seizures are hard to control, you know, that does not prohibit you from participating in this campaign. You are very important to this, to this organization and to this cause. If your seizures are well-controlled, you belong in this campaign because you can speak about another dare to in your life that might be different, uh, it might be a different thing that someone who has you know, seizures every day might be daring to do with their life. But we can all support each other uh, with this type of message and be inclusive. And so we're really looking forward to a strong, a strong national campaign that just started, as you've described when you introduced the show, that it's, it's National Epilepsy Awareness Month. And so we're just daring people to live life to their fullest potential. Yes, and that is what it's all about. Hey, Phil... I want to make sure we don't miss talking about something, and that something is SUDEP. Because yeah. I, here I am, a woman living with epilepsy, until I got on the board of the National Foundation and the local foundation here in Pittsburgh, I didn't even know what it was. And for a yeah. long time, even at the foundation, it was not talked about that often. It really yeah. wasn't. Until recently, and thank you, by the way, for your leadership and putting that front and center. And you know what? Even a lot of neurologists don't talk about it. And why is that? And can you explain what it is to our listeners? Sure. Um, first, SUDEP is an acronym that stands for Sudden Unexpected Death in Epilepsy. And uh, unfortunately, you know, people do lose their lives to epilepsy, some in the form of uh, accidents, some in the form of suicide, 
some in the form of uh, uh, other forms, but but SUDEP, this unexpected death in epilepsy, is really, um, you know, it's the ultimate consequence of of epilepsy, losing your life. And, you know, SUDEP is, uh, it affects one in, in 150 people who have uncontrolled seizures uh, will, will lose their life to SUDEP. And if you go to the Epilepsy Foundation website, you can see these statistics. It's one in a thousand people with epilepsy will lose their life to SUDEP. So that's an, that is, it sounds rare. But for people who have very difficult to control epilepsy, the odds go way up, and it's something that we have to take seriously. And the doctors who don't talk about SUDEP, um, they tell us that they don't talk about SUDEP because it's rare. And if they are going to talk about SUDEP, they need to talk about all sorts of other risks that are rare as well. And, and our response to that is that it's really part of the safety and being able to address epilepsy that every loved one and every person with epilepsy deserves. You know, when I fly across the country, when any of us take a, an airline trip, we sit in our seat and we listen to the flight attendants tell us what to do if there's a crash landing. They tell us how to be prepared uh, by, with the oxygen masks and the different things that are available to us, where the nearest exit is. But we don't expect you know, that we would crash. It's, it's a very, very rare thing, but we still feel that it's important enough to, to equip those passengers with that kind of information. Well, just the same way with epilepsy, we need to equip our families and our, our individuals with the information they need to know so they can address their epilepsy the, way, the best way they can. And when you don't tell somebody that there's a possibility or a risk, you know, that, that seizures are serious, then I feel like we're doing a disservice to our families. And I can't tell you how many hands I've held of family members who have lost a loved one to suit up who are so angry at their physicians for not telling them that this was a possibility. And if they had known that it was a possibility, they would have at least been able to address it. They may, they may not have been able to prevent uh, a death. Maybe they, maybe they could have, but, but most likely, even if they couldn't prevent their loved one from losing their life, they could have at least been prepared and addressed it in a way that they feel they did everything they could for their loved one. But so often that, that message never gets sent. So we have launched the Suit Up Institute with a, a vision of raising awareness, and, and our team and, and the community in epilepsy has really done a wonderful job with this. Yes, and if anyone would say that to me, about not talking about it's rare, I would say, well, first of all, 1 in 26 people live with epilepsy. Let's, we all have epilepsy. Let's start there. But number two, there is a gene that we know can cause breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And we all know Angelina Jolie knew of that gene mm-hmm. and therefore had a double mastectomy to prevent having breast cancer dying from breast cancer. She did not have breast cancer, but she had the gene, just mm-hmm. as we have epilepsy. So, you know, I, I do, I agree with you. I feel that's ludicrous. And, oh, my God, this show is flying by so fast. <laughs> I can't end the show with taking this last uh, caller. Jenny, are you on the line? Yes, I'm on the line. It's so good to talk to you, both Phil and Joyce. And how are you, Jenny? 
I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Hey, Jenny, Jenny, we only have like a few minutes, but I just had to take you as a caller. Do you have a quick question or comment for Phil? Well, the the comment is I just appreciate so much uh, everything that he is saying in this time and to raise the awareness uh, for SUDEP and to get the word out. Uh, just really briefly, I spoke to a group from NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and uh, last week. And when I talked about the lives lost to epilepsy, one lady said, uh, "This seems like such a secret." And I and I said, "Exactly. <laughs> we need to get the word out. We need to let this be known." I so appreciate what you just said, and thank you for your courage to speak out and to talk about this. It means a lot to me, and I know it's going to mean a lot to, to many other people, so thank you. And Phil, so you know, uh, and you probably remember Jenny's son, Sam, who I love so much, and was on the cover of Epilepsy USA with Tony when he was a young man, uh, mm. lost his life to suicide. And this mm. woman has spent her uh, time since then, you know, working in that area to help prevent suicide. So she is a champion uh, in many ways and lives with epilepsy. And, well, Jenny, thank you so much for calling in. Thank it's you, Jenny. You, you are an honor to know you. Thank you. So, Phil, don't ask me how this show went so fast. I have no idea. But being that we only have a few minutes left in the show, I want to remind everyone, as I said, Mardi Gras, February 17th, for the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA in Pittsburgh. You can contact for a donation or go to the Mardi Gras Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA. But, Phil, nationally, across the country, in other areas, how does someone make a contribution to the National Epilepsy Foundation? And if you aren't really motivated after hearing about SUDEP, you know, we can't help people without having resources. So how do you do that, Phil? Well, we need we need people to come together and help us for this mission. If you want to make a difference, you can go to epilepsy.com, click on the Donate button, and in less than 10 minutes you can make a contribution and make a difference in somebody's life. You can call 800-332-1000, and we can help you there as well. Epilepsy.com, and just click on the Donate button. And Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA, don't forget about that Mardi Gras. Oh, it is so awesome. Don't forget about that. Uh, Phil, what message do you want to leave with our listeners today? <laughs> well, the message I would leave for your listeners is, is to be courageous, to dare to do something in your life that is meaningful. And there's a phrase that I, I attribute to Dr. Seuss. I don't know if he actually said it or not, but... Uh, many attribute it to Dr. Seuss, and, and he says, and my wife Jill says this all the time uh, to our kids to encourage them and to me, she says, those who matter don't mind, and those who mind don't matter. <laughs> she says, be courageous, do what you feel you want to do with your life, do something meaningful, and know that you're not alone. You have more friends than you think, and I'm one of those friends. 
And Phil, once again, you are an awesome leader. We are so blessed to have you as the CEO of the National Epilepsy Foundation. You are the best of the best, and thank you so much for everything you're doing. Thank you, Joyce. It's an honor to be with you. Well, you know, we went in every show with a quote from someone making a difference. And today, as we're kicking off National Epilepsy Awareness Month, that just has to be Tony Quello, who says, when you get a chance to take the podium, speak up. And young people, listen to that. Don't be ashamed. When you get a chance to take the podium, you speak up. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice for National Epilepsy Awareness Month at voiceamerica.com. Phil, thank you so much. Thank you, Joyce. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's staff and management.